Devcast today, the direct from Switzerland with Benjamin Passero. Hi, Benjamin. Hi, Doug. Hi. Uh, we met a couple of weeks ago at G-Focus, the biggest Java conference here in Sweden, and uh, it was really a pleasure to meet you. And you were talking about TypeScript, so I mm-hmm. hijacked you right now to talk to me about TypeScript and why and how and especially in your case because you are working with a big TypeScript Node.js project Mm -hmm. inside Microsoft called Monaco. So welcome, Benjamin. Thanks. Nice to be here. (laughs) Should you first introduce yourself to my listeners? Sure. So hi, uh, I'm Ben. I'm uh, with the Microsoft team for two and a half years. And um, basically, from day one, I've been working on Monaco all the way through. Um, And um, Monaco, so the Monaco team is um, building modern web-based developer tools and cloud services. And um, some of these cloud services and and tools are already out there, like uh, TypeScript Playground, um, SkyDrive Tools, Napa, Azure Website. So I'm sure we, we can talk about these as well. And um, we have some background using TypeScript because we also started to use it from day one. So there's some background. So uh, how come you choose TypeScript? Because uh, you want to do it in JavaScript because it was uh, should be running in the browser. Uh, could you, yeah? Could you talk a bit about the architecture and the decision you had to made to make? So. Um, Basically, when we started, um, TypeScript was more or less started at Microsoft as well. So it was kind of an opportunity for us as developers to really early jump onto a new language and have influence um, on how the language is being designed. So it was kind of a win-win situation to really um, um, give some feedback early on on this new language. Um, That was one motivation. So what we did is we basically said, a portion of our code base should be written in TypeScript, but we don't want to um, write everything in TypeScript from the beginning. So we had like this um, split uh, source code base where maybe 20% of our source code was TypeScript and the rest was JavaScript. So we really went through the pain, I would say, what it means to write lots of JavaScript. So we, we have some experience in what it means to write JavaScript. Um, and uh, we also have a strong background on Java, um, so we we were missing some of the features that we that we got from that language. So pretty much early on, even with using JavaScript, we were coming up with patterns like classes and modules um, that that don't exist in JavaScript. But we had like helpers to to give us these uh, co- language constructs. And then um, when we found out that we use these patterns throughout our code, the natural step was to just say uh, we go with TypeScript altogether. Um, because at that time the project was growing and growing and growing and um, we really needed something to feel better about our source code. Let's put it like that. So you guys are not .NET guys from the beginning? You're from the Java world? or We are actually from the Java world, yeah. Yeah. So, we, so that, that's a bit uh, strange for me to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Could you... Could you um, is it because uh, you have Erich Gamma on your project that you're from the Java yes, part so, of the world? So we, um, I used to work for IBM before, and um, I was on the Eclipse team and RTC team with uh, Eric. So our, our daily business was writing Java code um, on the server and on the client. 
uh, and um, using Eclipse. So um, that's also a reason why um, why I think we, we we started with Monaco because we we have a good background in what um, developer tooling means, and so um, Monaco is really our tool um, to write code. Um, so we we started to use Monaco really early on as kind of a self-hosting experience. So you talk a bit about what Java, uh, what TypeScript give you classes and so on, but what what is TypeScript? Mm -hmm. So um, TypeScript, I think, since about a year is open source, so announced to the world. Uh, on typescriptlang.org, there is a very nice um, page uh, where you can even have a playground and try it out. It's a, it's a superset of JavaScript that um, uh, you compile down to, to JavaScript. So, so basically, you can start with a piece of JavaScript, and it's perfectly valid TypeScript, uh, and then... Um, when you when you actually use TypeScript, you get a compiler which is open source and free as well. It runs on, on any environment and any OS, and then you compile your TypeScript to JavaScript. And what TypeScript really gives you on top of JavaScript is, as the name suggests, um, um, typing in the language. So um, the the um, strongest reason for us to use it is actually a type system at our hands, um, because classes and modules you can still somehow get with libraries, that's not a big deal, but a strong type system um, um, on compile time is really what we wanted. So when you use TypeScript, you will see that um, all your functions and all your classes and all your methods will have proper typings, and then you catch errors early on, and it even allows you to do things like refactoring. Um, and then it, they have a very nice syntax for classes and modules. Um, which is very convenient to write and, and very easy to read, especially with a Java background. I mean, it comes close to that. Um, but at the same time, the TypeScript team is trying to align the language with the ECMAScript 6 standard. So eventually, when ECMAScript 6 introduces a, a class syntax uh, and a module syntax, it will be the same that TypeScript uses today. Um, so I think really one goal of TypeScript is that the code is really looking similar to JavaScript with just a little bit of syntax on top. Uh, if I can get a picture in front of me, if I if I in, I am in Wish Studio, write some JavaScript that will be run on the client side. Uh, how does this compiling stuff work? Where does it fit in in the process when I hit F5 or something like that? So um, there's different ways to invoke the compiler. Um, so uh, in in Visual Studio, uh, there's basically a, a build. That, that, that can be invoked. So when you do F5, um, the, the project will be compiled. Um, and, and this happens through, through uh, a compiler that is actually written in TypeScript. So the, the, the TypeScript compiler itself can be used from the command line. It's, uh, it's integrated into Visual Studio. It's uh, integrated into Monaco. And it's actually also available as a node module. So you can just, you can just run it. Uh, and it will basically take your um, TypeScript files and, and write the JavaScript file at the same place um, where your TypeScript file is. So, so in that regard... So my yeah. TypeScript file has the file extension TS, and mm -hmm. uh, you replace them with uh, the same file name and GS? Yes, exactly. It's similar to how you would use, for instance, less or CoffeeScript. Like it's like a derived resource that, you, that, that gets generated. And then another nice thing about this compiling step is that the output JavaScript file is actually very easy to read. 
So TypeScript doesn't add anything to your JavaScript file except very little things. So all the type information goes away because it's just a compile time thing. Um, your white space and comments, they are all preserved, which is nice, makes it very easy to read. Uh, and only in very few cases you will actually see that there is extra code added. Like for instance, if you have class inheritance, there is a helper method added. But that's like the only time you will see that. So so you don't do any minifying or something like that that you have to do in the next step if you want to do that? Exactly. So um, we just have a, um, a build script that we wrote on our own and it, after the compilation step it will actually do the minification. Um, as far as I know, there is no minification uh, planned inside TypeScript because there's actually very good libraries around to do that. Can you go the other way around from JavaScript to TypeScript? Mm -hmm. So that's that's actually how we that was a problem we had because uh, um, I would say um, several ten thousand lines of code were still in JavaScript when we decided to go to TypeScript one hundred percent. And um, since TypeScript is JavaScript, you you just start from your JavaScript file and and rename it to TS. And um, you should be able to still compile it because uh, JavaScript is perfectly valid TypeScript. Uh, and then what you do as a next step is you gradually add your, your type annotations um, to the file because you will quickly see that without type information, it doesn't make so much sense, right? So the, the real work here is to, to go into each function, each parameter, and write your colon type information to, to all of these things. And as soon as you start to do that, you will see that um, you will probably find some errors. So part of the work is also to fix the errors that you introduce by using JavaScript. So we, we had many cases where you do a misspell or, or you introduce a new type and you don't use it properly in many places. So it really feels like a fresh shower after you convert it to TypeScript. You, you feel a lot better afterwards because you get a sense of, of what's really going on in your, in your project. Uh, so the best editor for TypeScript is, is it Monaco or is it the editor inside Visual Studio? Is well, it the same you, or? <laughs> no, it's not the same. So if you ask me, it's, it's Monaco because I work on Monaco. And um, we are actually not using the Visual Studio editor. So um, that's so, also why my knowledge in that area might not okay. be the best. But um, what is true is actually that the language service uh, under the hood is, is the same for Visual Studio and, and, and Monaco. So the TypeScript team provides the compiler and the language, uh, but it also provides a JavaScript or actually TypeScript API that you can use in your IDE to um, do like smart things like go to definition, find references. So that is actually shared between the two. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, now we talk with our, about our own JavaScript and so on. But how um, if I want to use external JavaScript libraries, such like jQuery and other kind of the, yeah, mm -hmm. how many framework has new framework each day in the JavaScript world? I think. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Can you have types um, for the for the external JavaScript frameworks also? Yeah. So there's um, there's always a way of uh, integrating a, a third-party library that is not in, in, in TypeScript by using uh, declaration files. And these declaration files are basically containing the, the API information of the library in, in one file. And um, there is effort going on in the open source community where actually um, a collection of these declaration files are being collected at one place and you can just go there 
and um, um, download these de declaration files. So this this is a project on, on GitHub. It's called Definitely Typed. And whenever I need a declaration file for anything in Node or even on the client, I just go there, grab the file, and then you can integrate it into your project. And, and then you can use any library um, as if it was fully typed with TypeScript. That's the, the typical process. Uh, you have talked about Node.js a couple of times, and I was thinking, how, how is it to use TypeScript with Node.js? I mean, it's so heavily defined around promises and so on. Is that looking the same in the language, or do you need to do it in another way when you do it with TypeScript? Mm -hmm. It's actually, I would say, it's, it's much nicer um, to use TypeScript for Node. Um, because um, um, for one, um, TypeScript has a very nice syntax for for modules. Um, so in uh, for external modules, so in, in Node.js you have the typical pattern uh, that you actually require some modules, um, and and there is a syntax which in in TypeScript is actually uh, um, uh, just a one-liner, so you write it in the same way. Uh, uh, so that's not really a problem to use. And then the other nice thing is. Uh, uh, the Lambda expressions in, in, in TypeScript are very convenient because when you write Node.js, you will find that in many, many places you use functions. So Node.js is a, is a very good example of, 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 of a lot of functions and not so many classes and interfaces. And with the, uh, with the Lambda expressions in, um, in TypeScript, I must say it's much more easier and convenient to actually um, um, code uh, Node.js. So I'm not I'm not really missing anything there. Uh, it would be really nice for me as a C sharp developer to have the keywords async and await or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, do you think that that would be implemented in TypeScript so I can think more as a C sharp developer when I develop new GS uh, applications? Uh, that's a very good point. So. Um, Actually, let's go back to the promise example that you make. So um, since TypeScript has uh, generics, you can actually write very nice promise libraries um, that allow you to really type the return value as you can do it in, in C Sharp. Uh, and, and the thing you just said with, with await and async uh, is, I think, something that is planned. Um, but currently, it's not, not possible. Um, I believe that there might be uh, um, um, uh, in ECMAScript 6, there might be um, support for generators and iterators, and and then I would believe that TypeScript catches up and just implements these these keywords. But you never know. I actually, now that I remember it, I think there was someone uh, that implemented an async await open source implementation on top of TypeScript. So it's possible, right? It just generates a lot of code, I guess. I would like to have it as well. Yeah, that would be really interesting for me. Uh, mm -hmm. The last question about uh, TypeScript before I want, want to talk a bit about more about your product or how you work with your product when you uh, develop, test, and debug, and so on, is uh, what's the difference between TypeScript and CoffeeScript? Well, actually, I might not be the best person to talk about it because I'm, 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 not, I'm not using a, a CoffeeScript at all. But um, to, to my knowledge, um, CoffeeScript is um, giving you a language and a syntax that is really not close to the JavaScript language. So it's like learning a new language. What I really liked about TypeScript is that I can come from a JavaScript background and the step to TypeScript is just really small little syntax things that are very natural. And so when I read TypeScript code 
and I read JavaScript code, sometimes I forget in what kind of language I am because the JavaScript code is so nicely generated, it looks the same. So sometimes I'm looking at JavaScript code and it's actually TypeScript code. So that's what I'm saying, right? If you, if you come up with a new language for JavaScript, try to make it as similar as possible and try to make it as close as possible to the standards of ECMAScript 6, for instance. That's my... Yeah, uh, yeah that's a good suggestion. Uh, have, you, uh, have you, in any case... Uh, seeing that the TypeScript dots doesn't generate good JavaScript, so you have got go, had afterwards got into the JavaScript file and changed it. No, I, I I mean to be fair, we have been a long way together with TypeScript, right? So we were always on the bleeding edge. We used it from day one, and the way it works today is really mature and stable and nice. But we also had our issues on the time, so sometimes we needed to look at the JavaScript code to really understand what's going on. But I would say these times are over. Good, nice to hear. Uh, when I have you on the line, I, I really want, I'm so interesting about just how to manage a big project. Anyway, big in many codes of line lines of code. Uh, mm -hmm. You are not so big a team. You are only eight, if I understand it right. We are nine actually. Yeah. Nine. Uh, uh, how do you manage the the process to develop, uh, design, debug, uh, test, and so on in uh, this kind of world? I'm I'm not most familiar with the C sharp world, where you have uh, Visual Studio and uh, and such tools as T Foundation Server and so on. How Mm -hmm. How how is your setup? So um, when I said we are nine developers, maybe I should talk about we are also a remote team. So we have nine developers in Zurich here, and then we have uh, three developers in uh, in, in Redmond, uh, and and we have a, a UX team as well in in Edinburgh. So uh, we are actually a disconnected team, which has its uh, its own challenges. Um, we. Um, if I, if I come back to TypeScript for just a moment, using TypeScript helps you also to define some nice API boundaries and components. So we, we can actually have uh, the one guy on our team working on the editor and the other guy working on whatever the workbench um, and the other guy working on the Node.js server. And then with these um, um, interfaces and classes, I think it's very natural that, that you can work very good in a team because you can have your API and the other guy works against this API and, and things usually don't break. Um, but then, of course, there are some process things that we do. Um, so we, we, we follow kind of an agile um, 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 process. We, we do daily stand-ups where we talk about issues, daily status reports. Um, we have typically four-week iterations um, where we do planning uh, on, on Monday um, week by week with the entire team. And where we really say what we want to work on, and and that's where we are measured with. So the, the 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 plan items that we come up with are really tested, reviewed, and and commented on. Um, so and, how about uh, development and testing? Uh, I mean the the developer testing. So we are um, actually we have written unit tests all the way along. So we we try to to focus on high coverage. Uh, and and both on the server and, and on the client, we do that. Um, we have found one test framework on the client, which is QUnit, which is kind of nice. But I, I, I'm, I couldn't say if this is really the best in the world, but it, it worked out well. And then we use Mocha on the server. Uh, and um, other than that, every developer is actually 
participating in our end games where we do testing. And then um, we really shut down for one week where we do nothing but but testing and fixing on critical issues. So this happens every every four weeks. Uh, and um, then we basically sign off on a release and, 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 and do heavy testing. But these integration and unit tests, they are actually validated um, multiple times per day, also as part of our build. Um, How many so, tests uh, do you have approximately? Oh, I would say... <laughs> I don't know, five thousand. It's 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 like I think our coverage is sixty to seventy percent. the The problem is a little bit. We have, of course, lots of UI code, um, um, which makes it a little bit harder to test. But we also have some integration tests that go into the UI. Um, and then I would say the biggest factor for us to to be confident with the product is that we use Monaco to develop Monaco. So we typically when we do a change um, we we just grab the latest build and and use it for our own development mm. and if there is any bug in the product we we see it right away uh, yeah yeah the the client side do you use any third party libraries how do you for example uh, deal with the different browsers and so, such things mm -hmm. so um we we do the cross-browser testing in, in the endgame weeks, so we, we, we really try to use every browser. And we used to have a process, but I must be fair and say that we don't use this process anymore, where we were forcing developers to use specific browsers for one week. Um, and, 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 but we found out that telling a, a developer what, what tool to use, especially when it's the browser, is kind of a complicated thing, so we were not really successful in pushing that through. But um, we... we in the endgame weeks, we, we, we always use really different browsers to see uh, where things go. And we, we even support um, up until IE9 um, as like the oldest browser for Monaco. So you don't have any uh, third-party JavaScript libraries on the client, for example, Bootstrap or something like that to, to help you with the, the browser hell? Or so we, we were very... Um, uh, careful to not add too many open source libraries on the client. That's why uh, from the beginning we were really um, writing sort of our own libraries for, for dealing with uh, supporting different browsers. And in fact, for IE9, we need to do some tricks to, to, to get Monaco working. And it's really a custom solution that we added. But uh, to, to really render Monaco and, and the editor, we, there's no library involved except for the code that we've written. And which browsers do you support nowadays? What, which browser do you um, uh, do you still uh, or do you work with Opera and? Yeah, so IE nine to eleven, that's for sure. Then the latest Chrome and Firefox. We support Opera um, ever since they uh, updated to use the the Blink engine. So that's like the newest Opera version. So in that regard, Opera is really similar to Chrome. Um, we we do some testing on iPad. Um, so uh, the Safari iPad is 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 um, supported as well. Although I must say we are we are working on better touch support because we realize that Monaco is really a chance to to be better for portable devices. Um, but I think we can still do better on the iPad. So we are continuously looking into that. Um, but we've got we've got feedback from users that we're using the iPad for with Monaco. So it seems to be okay. Uh, and what is the hardest be uh, the hardest thing for in your project? What was the what is the most 
generating sweat or what do you say uh, when you work with this kind of system you mean like what was the hardest thing to 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 get right or yeah 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 exactly i would say well this is obviously a personal thing because if you would ask the the guy who implemented the editor he would probably say <laughs> word wrap um Chinese language input method support and all these kind of things. Um, if you ask the, the 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 one who is in charge of TypeScript, it would probably be um, 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 always catching up with the latest TypeScript uh, versions and adopting it and, and implementing the language service. If you ask me, um, I'm I'm actually more or less um, responsible for the the workbench and the interaction. Then it's really how do you implement a, a, a workbench or an IDE in the browser and still play by the rules of the browser, right? So there are many examples where you would just put uh, a one-to-one -one copy of Eclipse or Visual Studio UI into the browser and then you have it all. But what we tried in, in Monaco is really that um, the user interface should be very light and 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 not not feel like a desktop app but more like a web app. And my challenge there is really how can you make uh, the usability still nice for users that are used to Eclipse or Visual Studio um, while still supporting the typical navigation flows and developer flows. And I must say we have, we have learned a lot in these two years with regards to that. And we are still learning and still changing. So that's, that was very challenging. Thank you very much, Ben, that you took your time to talk with me about TypeScript. Now I think I'm ready to, to try it out myself. How should I learn TypeScript? So um, the easiest thing is to go to typescriptlang.org. That is, um, uh, there is a playground which is actually using our editor. To, so you can see TypeScript on the left, JavaScript on the right, and when you type left, it updates on the right. Um, and there is all the specification and examples and compiler downloads and Visual Studio extension in there. So I think that's a very good starting point for TypeScript. Do you um, have anything for, for especially Node.js? Because that's the situation I want to use. I'm not sure if there is an example for Node.js, so I'm not sure about that. Um, if you if you want to try, if you want to learn more about Monaco, uh, we have a Channel 9 feed uh, with videos where we give some walkthrough um, how to use how to use Monaco, even how to set it up to use it with TypeScript. Uh, and then if you have an Azure subscription, you just create an Azure website, you can enable Monaco in, an app, in a website and just start editing. And you can listen to an earlier uh, podcast with uh, that I have done with Erich Gamma if you want to oh, know yeah. more about <laughs> Monaco. So, yeah, cool. so thank you very much, Benjamin. Bye, thanks. Oh, vänta, lägg inte på en. Jag har faktiskt en intervju till och det är med Lisa Ryrholm från Squid. Och hon använder faktiskt TypeScript till och med här i Sverige så vi kan faktiskt prata svenska. Välkommen hit Lisa. Hej, tackar, tackar. Vem är du? Vi kanske ska presentera dig först. Min namn är Lisa Ryrholm och jag jobbar som IT-konsult på Squid här i Göteborg. Och bakgrunden till att jag har bett Lisa komma nu det är att förra veckan så var jag på en presentation där jag hörde Lisa berätta om TypeScript och det var precis efter jag hade gjort intervjuen med Benjamin. Och nu tänkte jag att jag skulle få en liten second opinion om TypeScript från också någon som inte jobbar på Microsoft så det ska bli jättespännande att höra vad, vad du Lisa tycker om TypeScript. Så 
Hur, hur har du använt TypeScript fram till idag? Eh, använder det i det uppdraget jag sitter på just nu. Och, och det är ett webbprojekt? Det, det är ett webbprojekt. Jag håller på att göra en ny fronten till en befintlig hemsida. Och serversidan är asp.net i ditt fall? Och här. Eh, vi kör MVC 5 på serversidan och C-Sharp. Det låter som att ni har en, sitter hos en kund som är rätt så tycker det är okej okay att köra det senaste. Eh, definitivt. De gillar att testa på nya grejer och för just bara uppdatera det. För just det, TypeScript är ju lite nytt och du har ju jobbat några månader med TypeScript så när du började, vad, vad gjorde att ni valde TypeScript när det ändå inte ens är en produkt som är releasad? Hur, 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 hur tänkte ni? Jag var inte med i själva projektet när de valde TypeScript utan jag har varit inplockad ja, på grund av att de valde TypeScript och att de behövde någon som kunde frontend. Så på grund av att de valde TypeScript, hade du någon tidigare erfarenhet av TypeScript då? Eller var det bara att du verkligen gärna ville lära dig det? Att jag verkligen ville lära mig det då. Okej, okay, och du har ju varit med nu i ja, några releaser som vi pratade precis här innan. Så har vi i princip, princip snart släppt TypeScript. Men du har ju varit med under några månader och varit med om säkert buggar och frustrationer och sånt. Men, men hur har det gått att lära sig TypeScript och använda det? Jag tycker det har gått väldigt bra. Nu senaste releasen så var det väldigt stabilt så nu har jag inte sett på några problem längre. Och vad har du sett som, som fördelen för dig som frontendutvecklare med TypeScript? Absolut stora fördelen är att det är typat, att det, man vet vad man skickar in och att man får de här kompileringsfelen som tyder på att när du försöker streck, skicka en, ett objekt till en, ja, en int eller en nummer liksom. Så du skulle hävda att, att du, får en, eh, du, du, du undviker rätt mycket buggar som kanske skulle vara lite luriga att hitta senare? Jag undviker väldigt mycket buggar och lika så är det väldigt lätt att sätta sig in i andras kod och se hur används det här. Istället för att man får söka efter någonting som har samma namn i solutionen. Så du menar typ om eh, annan TypeScript-kod helt enkelt? Ja, var det här ett projekt som var som ni började på nytt eller fanns det redan en fronten med mycket ta, eh, förlåt, JavaScript och sånt där? Eller hur, hur, hur var det för er? Eh, det fanns en befintlig designfronten eh, som alla objekten och hur skripten och så skulle fungera fanns tidigare i JavaScript då. Men eh, det har vi ju fått översätta till TypeScript nu när vi har implementerat det hela. Ja, det var det var min fråga. Så ni hade ett, ändå ett litet arbete att, att ta JavaScript, befintlig JavaScript så att det blev TypeScript. Och det, hur, hur fungerar det för er? Det har fungerat väldigt bra. Det är mycket, mycket simplare kod när man har översatt det till TypeScript än vad det var i JavaScript-kod. Benjamin pratar också om att det är väldigt lätt egentligen att, att göra det här första om man säger konverteringssteget det är ju egentligen bara att byta ändelsen från JS till TS och sen har man ju TypeScript redan från början för vanlig JavaScript-kod funkar väl i TypeScript? Man behöver ju inte göra någonting, eller hur? 
Det mesta funkar rakt av. Ibland så kan, beroende på vilka varningar man har satt på, så får man lite att du borde ange det här. Eller helt plötsligt så använder man en funktion på något udda sätt som inte borde göra. Men då får man varningar så det är väldigt lätt att rätta till de små felen som blir av att byta händelse. I din prestation så pratar du också om möjligheten att använda andra externa JavaScript-ramverk och hur man gör det. Hur, hur gör man det och använder ni några externa? Ja, vi använder jQuery och sen använder vi RequireJS. Bland annat och sen använder vi också Bootstrap som designramverk. Och alla de har såna här type-definitionsfiler som är färdiga så att man kan få IntelliSense och så på dem in i TypeScript. Ja, det finns färdiga definitioner och ta ner antingen från hemsida eller via nuget. Hur, om man tittar lite på liksom lite högre upp, är det, är det, upplever du som någon skillnad också i ditt arbetssätt än när du skriver JavaScript? Jag tänker mer där, du vet den här fasen kompilera, testa, debugga fasen. Är det, är det någonting som som hjälper dig där? Eller är det ungefär samma sak? Jag tycker det är lite lättare. Man upptäcker felen tidigare än när man går in på sidan och testar runt och klickar runt. Så man ser det redan tidigare. Har, har TypeScript förenklar TypeScript på något sätt det här med olika webbläsare och såna här saker? Eller är det en, en helt annan fråga? Jag har inte upplevt någon skillnad där utan jag tror det är en lite annan fråga. Det är mer på HTML-sidan och DOM-sidan kanske. Dokumentobjektmodell tänkte jag. Ja. Är det någonting som du ändå tycker är, är jobbigt liksom? Någonting som du känner att det här var inte ja, det bästa? Ja, lite är väl när man jobbar med jQuery så använder man rätt mycket dis, alltså att jobba med det aktuella objektet man håller på med. Och om man i TypeScript gör sån här arrow function med hjälp av... Det som vi kallar lambda. Ja, lambda. Så flyttar man ju det yttre disset in i funktionen. Vilket gör att helt plötsligt så får det ett annat kontext. Så man får hela tiden tänka på vilket diss är det jag vill använda. Och inte göra lambda-funktion eh, eller inte. Eh, och, och det är lite mot eh, tvärtom om man bara använder JavaScript, eller? Alltså, i, i, använder du bara JavaScript så har du ju bara det lokala disset. Och om du vill ha, eh, ha disset som fanns utanför så får du tilldela din variabel först. Medan i TypeScript då, så flyttas det yttre disset med in i funktionen. Spännande. Tack så hemskt mycket Lisa för att du tog den här korta tiden på en fredag eftermiddag och pratade med mig om TypeScript. Och jag hoppas att det kommer att kännas ändå roligare att jobba med i framtiden. Det kommer det säkert göra. Det ser fram emot releasen som kommer snart av ja, det officiella releasen. Tack.